it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for your company. The main part of this week's program focuses on the Enchanted Hills Camp. We've spoken about this on a number of occasions over the last few years. We spoke with Troy Gladwell some years ago, who attended the camp as a counsellor from Australia, as part of a combined effort between the Enchanted Hills Camp and Blind Citizens New South Wales when it existed. Well, as we all know by now, Blind Citizens New South Wales has merged with Blind Citizens Australia, and we're still sending people to the Enchanted Hills Camp. One of the most recent camp attendees is Griffith D'Souza. Griffith has now attended the camp twice, firstly as a camper, secondly as a counsellor. Griffith, thanks for joining us on the program. All good. Tell us about yourself and your background. Um, so currently I'm, I'm 19 and living in Sydney, Australia. And... I've, um, I lost my vision when I was 14 and a half, uh, 2014, and it's been a, a bit of a struggle, and I only recently started getting more interactive with the blind community, such as blind sport and just kind of interacting with um, the vast community we have through BCA and Vision Australia. So are you working or studying? Um, I'm still looking for work. However, I have been studying as uh, event management. All and right. Currently, I'm doing a short barista course. Oh, now that sounds interesting. I'm a big lover of coffee. How's that going for you? Um, there were some challenges that arose, but I pretty much uh, sorted it out now. So one difficulty I had was pouring the milk so, since it was so visual. However, um, I never realized that there was tools used for visually impaired people. Like the, I think it's called like a liquid indicator. It starts beeping once once the liquid rises. Mm-hmm. So it tells you like when to stop. What about um, putting together a shot of coffee? How does that go for you? you you're grinding your beans and all of that sort of stuff? Yeah. So that's all by just kind of the feel of it. Mm. We're just memorizing like a pattern and then you can pretty much do it easily is that something you might think about doing as a job um a part-time job because my career is still events however i struggle trying to get my foot in the industry so this is like a good leeway yeah no i i totally get that and uh yeah you tell us about uh your experience you you recently went to the Enchanted Hills camp um, in the US. How did you find out about that and how did you get involved or what prompted you? I got involved in 2018 and it was through um, actually numerous blind organizations were kind of spreading the word about this camp. So I heard about it through BCA and Vision Australia. So, oh no, RIDBC as well. So they were like my, how do you say it? Like, um, there was a teacher that used to always help me with technology. They kind of pushed me to do it. And it was a really interesting experience because I was a camper. So this year I was a counselor. 
And I worked throughout the summer. What was it like your first time going to... Is this the first time you've been to another country? Uh, no. I've been to um, Japan and India. Okay. So, how was it uh, for you going to the Enchanted Hills camp as a camper and uh, meeting hundreds of other blind and vision impaired uh, young people? Um, I, I, I really enjoyed the experience. So... Um, it's a recreational camp. However, I think the majority of people that go there see it more as a second home because it's like a place where kind of um, they feel like everyone kind of understands what they go through, like a more acceptance for who they are. So they kind of open up more. And it's a really nice community. So the, that was one of the first times I kind of got to interact with visually impaired people. So are you totally blind or you've got some residual vision? I got um, my peripheral vision. Okay. So I'm legally blind, but I can't read. Okay. So how did you feel that uh, you said this this was your first experience with uh, dealing with a lot of uh, blind or vision impaired people? How did that make you feel? I mean, you were a recent uh, convert to, to vision impairment. So... You know, not having had a lot of experience with dealing with lots of other blind people before and people with varying degrees of, of vision, how did you feel about that? Um, it it kind of made me see um, how kind of how strong they are. Each individual and their ex- different experiences, how they took it, and how they can use their weaknesses as strengths, like. Pretty much the majority of people at that camp had low vision. And, I mean, the cooks, um, all, all like the leaders, counsellors. So the first time I went, I never realised that. Mm. All the area leaders were visually impaired. So it, it was just really nice to see how much everyone was doing. And it kind of uh, gave me hope because at that time, I wasn't sure about working or how I could do any work of the sort yeah it's a very empowering experience isn't it especially if you have the opportunity to uh, to meet and work alongside blind and vision impaired people who are significantly older and have had uh you know experiences such as those that uh, that you're considering for your your life you know getting a job having children doing all of those things that mm-hmm. you know around the age of that you are 18 19 that you're really thinking about as, as part of your future you went this year as a counselor. How did that? Uh, how did that impact on you? And and what do you feel that you took away from that? Um, I feel like being a counselor was a better experience than a camper, because with the camper in that group, I was kind of surrounded with people my age. However, each session varied from um, older people to younger people, and it kind of showed me like uh, like the different spectrum and how each one of them have the same disability however they all kind of like operate differently so it kind of gave me um uh how how i can do stuff on my own like it gave me new ideas or just encouraged me to use my cane more and like they they kind of taught me a lot 
Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that even though you do go to an environment as a counsellor or a teacher, I, I reckon uh, my experience would indicate that uh, I learnt a lot more when I went as a teacher than I ever did as a student to uh, to camps that I went to. You'd be aware that... It's a different experience. Yeah, it's, it's a totally different experience, isn't it? And it's it, it's on a whole different level, really, when you think about it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of enjoy it because you don't... When you're a camper, you kind of want to immerse yourself in the activities. However, when you're a counsellor, you still get to do that. However, you see everything from a different perspective. Mm. Yeah. You'd be aware that um, Blind Citizens Australia has been working on uh, the idea of getting a camp um, in Australia, such as the Enchanted Hills Camp. Is that something you're in support of? Yeah. Um, I heard about those ideas and how they're trying to form that. It. It seems like a really good idea. Mm. Yeah, it, it surprises me that it hasn't been done before now. It did used to be done some time ago. Um, you, you would be aware that uh, the RVIB in particular used to run camps for blind and vision impaired children um, probably up until the early 90s, maybe a little bit later than that, but uh, that's not something that's been done in Australia for quite some time. What, oh, you... I, I know they have similar camps, however, it's not... Um, they're more kind of directed to sport, so they have a lot of sport camps. Mm-hmm. But the level of EHC is a lot different because they have around 50 years of experience. So yeah. EHC was founded, I think, around the 1950s. Yeah, there's a very strong movement of uh, independence for blind and vision impaired people in the US, and it, it's a very different type of movement from what we see in Australia. Are you planning to go back next year or in future years? Um, I, I would love to go back. However, currently I'm going to just try to focus on work, finding work, and then probably go back maybe in 2021. But... Yeah, uh, I would always love to go back. Hmm. Well, Griffith, I wish you all the luck in the world and uh, let's hope you get back in the future. And good luck with getting into events management. It's uh, it's not an easy thing to get into, uh, especially not for someone with a vision impairment. So best of luck with all of that. I agree. And uh, Thank thanks you. for talking to us. Griffith D'Souza there, who attended the Enchanted Hills Camp in the United States of America. Janine Sadu, who is the president of the National Women's Branch, has asked me to share with you the following notice relating to the upcoming annual general meeting. You'll know by now that Blind Citizens Australia's annual general meeting is coming up very soon, on the uh, 30th of November, in fact. The Women's Branch AGM is coming up a bit sooner than that. This notice is to advise that the BCA National Women's Special Interest Branch will be holding its AGM on Saturday the 16th of November 2019 via teleconference. The meeting time is 1pm in the ACT New South Wales, Tasmania and Victoria, 12.30pm South Australia, 12 noon in Queensland, 11.30am in the Northern Territory and 10am in Western Australia. The Agenda, President and Treasurer Reports for 2019 and Minutes of the 2018 AGM will be distributed on our email lists and available on request. We will be electing the next Women's Branch President and the Committee for a two-year term. 
Now, Janine would like you to get in touch if you're interested in nominating for the committee. Her details will be found at the end of this notice. But uh, she is requesting that if you're thinking of nominating for the committee, get in touch as soon as you can, just to talk about what uh, sort of things happen on the committee and what you might like to consider. Ideally, we'd like representatives from each state of Australia on the committee. If you have any items you would like included under general business, please email these to the email address below with your RSVP. RSVP AGM acceptances and apologies can be submitted to nwb at bca.org.au or contact the BCA office on 1800 033 and ask for Janine from the Women's Branch to phone you back. Please RSVP before 5pm on Tuesday the 12th of November 2019. Details of how to phone into the meeting will be provided on receipt of RSVPs. If you have any queries, please do not hesitate to contact me. I look forward to talking with those who will be attending the AGM. Janine Sadu, President, BCA National Women's Special Interest Branch. Branch email nwb at bca.org.au. If you'd like to contact Janine directly, 039853-1051. That's 039853-1051. Or via the BCA office, 1800-033-660. As I said before, Janine would like you to get in touch if you're interested in nominating for the committee. So uh, I wish you all the luck with that. That's our program for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you'd like to donate to Blind Citizens Australia, you can look at the BCA website and there's a number of different ways in which you can donate to the organisation. If you'd like to uh, just get in touch, then contact BCA on 1800 033 660. That's the telephone number, 1800 033 660. And the email address, the all-important email address is bca at bca.org.au. bca at bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benison. It's been a pleasure to be with you for the last 15 minutes or so. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of our dreams